Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Spesh. Hey, yo. What's happening, buddy? Oh, same old, same old, man. Nothing. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get some rest after the Christmas break. Oh, yeah. It's all <laughs> over. It's back to yeah, work. Yeah. Everything's back to normal. Well, I wouldn't say back to normal. Huzzah. Everybody's been off for Christmas, so at work we're like so far behind. Everybody's standing around the water cooler. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's so catching up. Get? How was your what'd you Christmas? Do? How was your holiday? What'd you yeah. do for New Year's? Yeah. Did you get anything you didn't want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's lots of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same here. But yeah. uh, no, you know what? Everybody gets back from, in my line of work. Everybody gets back from their holidays and it's all of a sudden, <gasps> we forgot. <laughs> this job, that this job. job, that this job. Is, this needs to be this printed by this today. week. Oh, hey, Sean, buddy, pal, <laughs> yeah. friend of ours. How fast can you get us this? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of the same stuff at work. Yeah. Hey, we need this thing resolved today. Not happening. Yeah. Not happening. Sorry, I'm on January time. <laughs> yeah. I'm just easing myself <laughs> into the new year. Yes. Seeing things clearer because it's 2020. <laughs> God. I hope I don't hear that too much. <laughs> oh, you're going to hear it for the next 12 months. <laughs> Derek bumped into something and I thought he could see things better because, you know, it was it's 2020. 2020. <laughs> a whole 12 months. Of this and then in 2021, it's like, hey, you remember that? Remember last year when everything was 2020? <laughs> <laughs> Hindsight's 2020. That's it, buddy. So, yeah, so you got two years of this. <laughs> yes. All right. Let me just start writing them down. <laughs> Sean's big book of 2020. <laughs> Dad jokes yeah. and bad puns. Hot diggity dog. I can't take it anymore. Uh, yeah, I've just been continuing on my big splurge of I cleaning. I know, everything's out of your storage room and now it looks like a hoarder's house. I, doesn't it though? Like there's <laughs> stuff here that I have not, hey, you're taking home a big bag of stuff. Yes, yes. And yeah, there's stuff that I have not seen in years <laughs> and years and years. We had in the back of our one storage room a Barney so I put in new batteries. I saw the and picture. It <laughs> hey, everybody, I'll be your friend. <laughs> Quack like a dog. Bark like a dog. That's awesome. Sharing is caring. <laughs> and now he's out in the middle of the street. <laughs> We've yeah, burned him. I can't, I can't believe it still worked. Uh, can't believe we actually didn't throw yeah. it out when no one was looking. But uh, yeah, no, I found, yeah, pictures and... Toys and things and yeah, so much stuff that uh, a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I thought was gone and wasn't apparently. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we'll just stick it in here, and when no one's looking, I'll throw it out. <laughs> apparently, we <laughs> skipped that step. Yes. <laughs> well, I know that's we do the same thing. Like we keep I keep stashes stuff in in hidden places, and when the kids realize or don't, it's like they stop asking for something. It's like okay, time to throw it away, but you never remember to throw it away. No, no. Well, yeah, we gotta we oh too much stuff. But I've gotten rid of, oh, so, so if anybody out there is cleaning, <laughs> they're doing a giant purge because apparently this is the time of the year to do it. Yeah. Keep in mind, so I had a big box of electron, old electronic stuff, like old computer power supplies, old TV cables, an old TV. Like I had a lot of old electronics that I was just going to take to our local waste uh, just depot 
and dump it off there. Because when there's one here around the corner from us that you can dump off everything, like all household yeah. wastes. You just tell them I've got paints and or chemicals. I've got old electronics. I've got household stuff. I got mm-hmm. furniture, that sort of stuff. And they tell you where to dump it all. Okay. And then they just charge you by however, by weight sort of thing. Yep. And uh, so I've, I've been there a couple of times. So that's what I was going to do. And I had about uh, 300 books as well. So one of our friends sends us a message saying, hey, uh, the scouts are having a recycling drive. And they take old electronics, old car batteries, beer bottles, um, all all this old old uh, household appliances, okay, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I loaded all that up, took it over to the scouts. I guess they get money for it all, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the recycling yeah. people go, yeah, we'll take all your wires and all that sort of stuff yeah. and recycle it, and we'll give you some money, which which is cool because it helps all my junk helps fund the scouts, which is there cool. So that was a Perfect. big truckload of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I took four kids to unload my truck. <laughs> All right. That's cool. And then I had like a few hundred, uh, books that we've been keeping for years and years and, and we're not reading them anymore. There's a lot of kids books and fantasy books, sci-fi books. And it gets to a point where, you know what? Cause I refuse to throw out a book. I know it's tough. Eh? It's like hard to throw something like that into the land. Well, I wouldn't go to the landfill, but it would go to paper, go to recycling, paper recycling. Yeah, but, but it's, it's a book. It's a book. I don't, I don't throw that out. So I had all these books and I was going to call up the library and say, Hey, like, do you take donated books? Cause we got, we got the yeah, library right they, across the road from us, right? I don't think they take that, eh? I don't know. Cause I was looking and I found this place called New Friends Used Books. Just down, it's like a five minute drive from my house. So I went in there and I, it's a charity bookshop. No, so if, okay. if, if anybody's around, check these, see if there's a charity bookstore around because the one by us, actually the money, they sell them for one, two or $3 each, mm-hmm. the books. And, um, so yeah, I mean, a couple of hundred books that I dropped off is anywhere from two to 600 bucks worth of books at the yeah. end of the day. Right. Yeah. And the money that this particular one goes to a place called Horizon House, okay. which uh, helps abused women and their children. Okay. So instead of throwing six hundred bucks worth of books in the recycling, in the recycling, yeah, it can go to it can serve yeah. a purpose. So I actually had a good weekend just yeah. throwing all the stuff around the Scouts and the Horizon yep. House and stuff like that. So nice. Yeah, any of our listeners that uh, check before you just toss stuff in the garbage, like big amounts of stuff when you're doing your your uh, big major cleans. Yeah. Um, check out, see if there's anything like that going around. I mean, there's a, there's the Sally Ann and thrift stores and all that sort of stuff, right? That you can just drop stuff off at as well. Different, um, sto- secondhand stores yeah. and that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, check, see if there's a charity that helps, uh, either the youth or things like, like I say, Horizon House yeah. helps abused women and their children. Yeah. Uh, before you just turf it. Uh, what else? Oh, we asked people if they had any... Uh, New Year's resolutions. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. A lot of them are exactly like us. Mm-hmm. Getting out more. Yeah. Just getting out more. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got uh, a message. Yeah, like, I mean, one here. Uh, Marianne and Aaron. Uh, they've actually just started listening to our podcast back in December. And yeah, just like many other, our paddling plans are based on the total number of vacation weeks we get. And spend them all backcountry camping in the cottage, making day trips in central Ontario. This year, they're going to Tomogamy, specifically Lady Evelyn Smoothwater and Solace Provincial Park, 
with side trips up Ontario's highest peak in uh, being Ishpatina Ridge. Yes. They I've also been have been twice. to Killarney several times, have yet to hit La Cloche Silhouette Trail. Would that not be the silver crack, Derek? <laughs> that'll never That'll never get old. Uh, but yeah, they're looking at doing that as well. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of people. I'd like to thank everybody for sending in their emails and their little messages on Facebook. Uh, every, the majority of the people just, yeah, it's all seems to be the same. Let's get out more. Yep. We're, we're going to get out more this year and uh, uh, get more paddling in and more outdoor stuff done. So and that's it, what we're going to do. And it's such an easy thing to do, really. It's you just take, you know, commit a little bit more time and you're not doing something like, Hey, I'm going to go to the gym more or something. That's not quite fun. It's I'm going to get out and vacation more. I'm going to go mm-hmm. out and paddle more. I'm going to go out and see that, uh, that trail or waterway that I've always wanted to see. I want to get out and do something more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm expanding my, my local waterways tripping mm-hmm. this year. I'm going to do a bunch of stuff west west of Toronto. There's a whole bunch of rivers out there I'm going to be hitting this year. We should uh, yeah. go canoe polling and try some of these yeah. shallower creeks like Bowmanville Creek. Well, I, I did like uh, Duffins this year. Yeah? Yep. So we need to get out and do stuff like that and, yeah. and make you, well, I, I bought two canoe poles. I might as well try and use them. Oh, I've used mine. Well, I've used mine too, yeah. but I want to get out more. Yeah. Right. I want to make a, make a, make them useful instead of just something that I've tried two or three times. Yeah. And I think a lot of the thing is, is, um, it's going to end up being one or two day trips yes. in local areas. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. If, ah, if I got to stay in a hotel, I'll stay in a hotel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so be it. Yeah, but, but there's uh, got to be some shallower rivers or something that'll be worthwhile attempting. Like Bowenville Creek is too much in right in town. I'd like to find something that's a little bit more distance and a little bit more challenging, something you could spend a couple of days doing, right? Mm-hmm. So it's 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 going to be weird trying to find a shallow river to trip, yeah. right? But uh, there's got to be something out They're there out that we there. can find. Yeah. They're out there. Um, yeah. So that's, that's what seems everybody's doing. Everybody's getting yeah. out this year. It's more and more. Awesome. Yeah. So you had mentioned to me, you need a new canoe. Hey, uh, it's one of those things I've been putting off for actually a few years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, uh, it, it was, it's one of those things. It's uh, me and Siobhan just kind of mentioned it in passing. It's like, uh, it's like, we're, we're starting to think about trips and what's coming up this year. And it's like, we have a 14 foot canoe that four of us use. It's only 14, eh? So let's just back up a second here. There comes a point in your life, early on, yeah. usually, for most people, <laughs> when you eventually want to stop renting or borrowing canoes. Exactly, yeah. And you sit down and you consider all your options um, about your own canoe. You know, a solo canoe, tandem, length, mm-hmm. what brand you want, you know, depending on if there's a local brand or you're just going to go to some store and pick out whatever, it doesn't matter. How many seats do you want? What are, what are you going to use the canoe for? Yeah. Material. What, what material do you want it to be? If it's going to be like a whitewater canoe or a flatwater canoe, it really changes the use and the material and, Mm -hmm. and the capacity. And yeah, exactly. If you're going to be portaging a lot, you want it to be light, but if it's going to be whitewater and less portaging, then you don't care if it's that heavy. And whitewater canoes tend to be in like the 70 to 80 pound range. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to be portaging them too much. Yeah. So it really comes down to the the type of use of the canoe, and and 
you know, ideally in a perfect world, you're going to have, well, I might want to do solo canoeing, so I want a solo boat. Oh, I need to go with somebody, so I need a, a, a tandem boat. Oh, I want to do some whitewater, so I need one of those too. Maybe I want a, yeah. a whitewater solo boat. It's like, you know, there's only so many boats that you can fit in your backyard. <laughs> there's, yeah, and there's only so much money to go yeah. around. And of course, that's the last big thing. How much can you afford? Yes. Because at the end of the day, that will deter, that could, could very well determine, are mm-hmm. you getting new? Yep. Where are you getting used? Mm-hmm. The uh, now I know a lot of people. Yeah, you can't afford new, so you got to go used. I just don't like used because you don't know how it's been used. That's but, just a personal yeah, preference. Yeah, and I, I generally would be the same way. But then a decent carbon Kevlar or a decent lightweight canoe, if you buy it new, is going to be in the range of four thousand dollars. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm not willing to spend that kind of money on a new canoe. Yeah. Right. So I, I think it might be worth my while to go cheaper and get a, a gently used or a slightly beaten rent X rental or something, something that I can, I don't mind, you know, putting through its paces as well, mm-hmm. Just so, but you got, you'd have to give them a look over, right? Yeah. Make sure that it's going to be, you know, seaworthy and so on. Well, hopefully, so eventually you're, you're going to get all your information together. You're going to talk to all your canoe tripping yep. friends yep. and you're going to go do your window shopping. Hopefully you get a chance to try some canoes before you finally decide on what you're going to buy. Mm-hmm. And eventually you'll show up at your house <laughs> with a new or new to you canoe yep. strapped to the, to the roof of your car. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hopefully if you're looking at something, <laughs> you're not driving like a little mini Cooper. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> So you'll, you know, you'll get a lot of paddling trips with, with your canoe and, and whatnot, hopefully. And before eventually your twosome of being a couple mm-hmm. turns into whoever twosome plus kids, yeah. maybe a dog in the hundred exactly. pound range, right. you know, plus your gear, if you're into the canoe tripping and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you will find out that you are exactly where Derek is <laughs> right now. Yeah. Wife, hubby, two kids, yeah. gear, wanted to go canoe tripping in a 14-foot canoe. It currently works, and I think we could squeak out one more season because Beckett is only six. He's small. He still sits right in the bow. We usually have the the, uh, the tent sitting separate or something sitting separate that he can he can sit on right in the bow in front of Siobhan's knees. Right. And, uh, and Stella sits on a pack, and then I've got the rear seat, right? But it, it's getting pretty tight getting pretty uh not, not much room to for comfort so we you know it's not like we're going to do a, a long paddle trip not that that we would do anything extensive with a six and a nine-year-old anyways but you know it, it, we'd like to keep our you know take our pace ourselves and do you know four to six hours of paddling and to our next campsite where we might sit for two days right mm-hmm. so that's kind of where we are and it and the problem right now is we are staying to smaller lakes because with the we're not over too over capacity because we pack pretty light. But with two kids, 
if we have on a large lake and, and heavy water comes up, then, you know, if we get waves and the wind whipping around, then we're going to have to be hiding ashore because we can't risk the kids yeah. out on a, on a rough lake, right? Yeah. But if we had a larger canoe and if it wasn't too choppy, then we would say, hey, you know, it's not that bad. Let's do it. But right now in a 14-foot canoe with gear and two kids, it's just not appropriate to be on any larger lakes that gets choppy. No. Well, and, you know, yeah, it becomes a safety issue, right? Yeah. So you have two options. You buy a second canoe. But that's not an option. Why is it not an option? Because I'm the only one that can stir in a canoe right now. Aha. So I, so my, my notes say, (laughs) cause we've had this conversation before. She would have, I'd have to get her like, uh, and I've thought about this, uh, uh, given her, because I can't teach her. She won't, my kids won't listen to me when I tried to teach them skiing. My wife won't listen to me when I try to teach her how to paddle. So I think she needs a, she'll listen to a stranger or a professional. So I'm thinking go to Paddle Canada and, and find a paddling course and get her to learn how to stir in a canoe. Yeah. Right. So, and see, this is, this is a thing is you're sort of stuck, um, between a rock and a hard place here mm-hmm. with only one good stern paddler. Yeah. Because if you have two that are good stern paddlers, yeah. two people that can solo a tandem canoe, yeah. uh, you're, you're in a really, you're actually in a better spot in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because if you get the, you know, you get two canoes. Mm-hmm. And you've got, you know, the, the adults in the back and two kids up front and yeah, you've got to get them paddling. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're not going to paddle all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've been in canoes with my daughter and she, I think I've told this one bef- story before where, um, my wife has taken her to a educational seminar the day before. Yeah. And then when we went out for our day long paddle through multiple lakes and rivers, she decided she would spend the entire 10 hours turning around and saying, did you know that a frog uses its eyes to help himself swallow? Did you know that a loon can't actually walk because his legs are too far back? Did you did know you it's know? easier to paddle when there's a second paddler? <laughs> so needless to say, there wasn't much paddling going on. And the the frog using his eyeballs to help himself swallow is an actual thing. You can, yeah, the, you can eye, Google the eye muscles help move stuff down the throat. <laughs> yeah, who knew? Yeah. <laughs> so if you could, yeah, if you had two strong stern paddlers... You could get two, like, well, you'd have yeah, one canoe. Yeah. You'd get a smaller canoe, yeah. and that would totally work. Because yeah. you split all the gear between the two, and, yeah. you know. And, you know, it, I, I've been tempted to just say, you know what, I'm just going to, you're in the stern. Yeah. We'll figure it out. She learns by feel, yeah. by experience. Yeah. Do it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Get to the other side Which of the lake. Is, we'll be waiting ne- for you. I never, back in the day, I never took any lessons. I just no. got in a canoe and I figured it out, right? Yeah. So yeah. maybe I just need to say, hey, go figure it out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because it would be better if there was, if there was four of us in two canoes, right? Stella's getting pretty close to being able to be a paddler in the bow. Mm-hmm. She's still nine. She's not going to be able to do Nine's much. She's old enough. You give her a paddle and she's at least going to help out. <laughs> yes. By a small percentage. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. So you put her but, in uh, with Siobhan. Le- and you know, honestly, if uh, her at nine, it's even if she's not, uh, even if she's not providing any forward momentum, she's learning how to paddle. Exactly. She's learning her paddle strokes. Right. So that when she's 15, she can actually be an effective paddler. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Get them started, man. Mm-hmm. Get them started. Yeah. 
Your other option, a brand new or new to you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Longer, bigger canoe. And that's what I'm looking at right now. I'm thinking something like an 18-footer, possibly a three-seater. Something, you know, something big, something have a, have a large carrying capacity and, you know, like something larger. Mm-hmm. So things you got to consider, what are you going to use it for? And in your case, family canoe Flat tripping. Flat water right? paddling, canoe tripping, tenting. Yep. Not, not white water or nope. anything like that, nope. hopefully. Is cost a factor? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> How many people? You got two adults, two kids. Yep. You don't have a dog. Are you going to bring your cat? Never. Why not? One of them's way too fat. She can't even, she can barely walk. And the so other you don't one need is... to worry about her jumping out. <laughs> no, no, she can barely <laughs> jump on the couch. <laughs> so? Okay. <laughs> and the other one's so skinny that he's like almost transparent. So the fat one might eat the skinny one on yes. a canoe trip because yeah. it's starving. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, size of the people. You guys are average. Well, no, you guys are short. We're all small. Yeah, you guys yeah. are all short. We're all yeah, small. Shorties. No dogs? No dogs. No dog or dogs. No. Right? And no weird heavy gear, no camera gear, no weird stuff like that. So it's just basically tent and tarp and basic. Food, just clothes, basic. Yeah, to, we don't, yeah. yeah, we don't, we don't bring any cast iron pans or anything like that. So it's, we don't have, our gear isn't heavy. And usually we make that up by... Like we'll bring like a, a, a bug tent, one of those backcountry bug tents. Right. 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 Like a Nemo bug tent. So that takes up a bit of room, but it's only, it's like the size of another tent, right? Yeah. So it's not like we're, we're, we're not overborne by weight. Right. Okay. So then you got to start asking yourself, will a 17 footer work, 18 footer, or do you need to go up to a 20 footer? 20 footer would be too much. I'm the one that has to portage the darn thing. <laughs> well, you can get a light one. That's about 50 pounds. At 20 feet? Yeah. Yeah. North Star has got uh, their North Wind. 20 feet can have up to four seats. Wow. It's like 50. But then you're getting a new canoe and you're getting, if you unless you can find a used one. Yeah, which would be unlikely. Yeah. And uh, huh. you're, you're, you're paying for that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, 4,500 right? bucks, I'm guessing. 17 feet, I'd be thinking 17 or 18 feet would be perfect yes. if you don't carry a ton of gear. 17 or 18 foot. And uh, the kids don't need seats. No, no, not particularly. Like As much would be nice. Yeah. When but we go out on day paddles, they sit side by side in the center, by the center of the water. Oh, that's right? not going to last for long, buddy. No, Trust me. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't forget I was where you are. <laughs> they get along pretty good right now. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, yeah, it's something where there's room to grow and room for them to sit. Something that it'll be like, you know, the, the, the 14-footer, I think I got that this canoe back in 2004, 2005. So I've had it for like 15 years. Yeah, we had our, well, when did I get rid of the big green freighter? The last year? About, no, no, that's been about four years well, now. What did you get rid of last year? Nothing. Oh. The neighbors. What am I thinking of? <laughs> huh. Oh, maybe, I got, I got you... rid of that skin-on-frame canoe last year. Oh, did you? Out of my garage. Oh, the kayak. <laughs> the kayak, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got that over to your house. Yeah. Uh, no, I got that rid of four years, and we got that in 93, I think. So I remember, maybe, you, maybe you just must have talked about it this year yeah. or last summer. Maybe. Because you talked about it recently. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had that freighter, so the kids had the room and the dog had the room and mm-hmm. we had room for all our gear and stuff like that. Yeah. 
But so that's the other thing you got to think about is how much gear are you bringing? If you're more of a lightweight camper. Yeah. I don't need that stuff. You know, I mean, if you, if you're not even doing any backcountry tripping. We are. Then you don't really, you don't need anything bigger. Exactly. You don't need, exactly. So you're like, I could, I could almost do if we were just doing front country camping and day trips then the one we have will do for quite a few more years. But we, we do plan on getting in towards the center of the park and, and Clarny and, you know, Tomogamy and stuff like that. We're, we're starting to branch out into other parks now. We're looking at doing some, some Northern parks and some Northern trips. So we, we need something that's going to be a bit more, something that's large enough to carry four people plus gear and be stable. Right. Right. Stability is key. Well, you don't want people falling out. No, exactly. Or maybe you do. Or dumping the whole canoe or. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's everybody staying dry and the open side up is yeah. usually a benefit on canoe yeah. trippers. Yeah. One very important thing, if you are looking at getting a single canoe, kids keep growing. Yes. Yes. So and eventually so that single canoe. Is still too small. Is not going to be enough. But by the time they get too big for whatever next canoe we buy, I'll still have the 14 footer. And so then we'll have two canoes. And hopefully by then Siobhan learns how to stern or one of the kids learn how to stern, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you'll just have to portage like a 17 footer and a, but I mean, still, I mean, if you're going out on a canoe trip and you're taking a couple buddies. Yeah. Then you got all your gear and somebody can sit in. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a good trip. A 17 to 18 footer would be, and I, I think I'd stick with 17 feet. You think that's small? Yeah. I think for future use, because you don't, I don't think you'll need. You'll, I don't want to overdo it. You don't want to do overdo yeah. it with an 18 footer. It really depends on capacities and design, yeah. right? Like, like uh, you know, depending on, on the design, you might make the decision of 17 or 18 yeah. foot, right? Is it, is it skinnier? Is it wider? Exactly. What's the shape? That yeah. sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you got to go window shopping throw everybody into a canoe because they, they have them sitting on the ground. You can just go sit in one yeah. for a minute and say, yeah, yeah this will hold all mm-hmm. of us and just sort of picture all your yeah. gear and and all that sort of stuff. Because you, you, like I say, I mean, it's nice to cram everybody in with your gear and all that, but if you're on the water for four hours. You want something that's going to be comfortable. You want something that's going to be comfortable yeah. for them as well. Yeah. Right? So, well, I don't, hmm. uh, I don't envy your. I know, I know. Your fun coming up, but. Well, you know what? It might be nice to hear from from our listeners to, you know, drop us a line and let me know if like, what do you guys think? Or you, like there's people out there that, you know, have gone through this recently maybe. And if you have advice for me, or maybe somebody's got a canoe they want to get rid of. <laughs> Go buy a big boat. One of those legend fishing boats with the big mercuries on the back. That'll do you all. Yeah. One you can sleep on. <laughs> Well, let's take a quick break and uh, when we come back, we're going to talk uh, about uh, our online paddling resources. Be right back. Hi, this is Derek Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. 
Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So it is winter. It is January. Is it? Yes, it is. <laughs> well, here in Canada, it's winter. Yes. In case somebody's listening to this in July, we recorded this in the winter. It was winter. <laughs> it's just a really hot winter if it's July. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Look out your window. <laughs> it's winter in Canada. <laughs> if there's no snow, yeah, this you're listening to an old episode. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's winter. And right now is the time that I find I spend a lot of time in front of the computer looking at different paddling articles and videos, checking out some of the forums that I'm, I'm on, stuff like that. And I'm a full-on link clicker. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll start out on one page talking about <laughs> buying a new paddle, and I'll follow links till a couple hours later on a page talking about paddling through some yeah. unknown paddling spots in Japan. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I just click, click, click. How click, did click, I get click, here? Click. Yeah. Yeah, some of the stuff. And that, you know what? That's how I found some of the stuff that we've talked about over the years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just a chronic clicker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's a support group for that. <laughs> I should maybe follow a couple links and find out. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Support group for clickers, chronic clickers. Uh, so I was thinking we should talk about, now we did this a while back, but I think it's time to update some of the pages that we like to hit for paddling resources. Yes. Uh, a couple of big ones right off the bat is gearjunkie.com. Uh, I do enjoy that one because it talks about, well, it's more than just paddling. It talks about a whole lot of outdoor stuff. Yeah. They have gear reviews and it's, it's a very thorough website there. It's, uh, there's, you have a hard time not finding stuff that's interesting on that website. Yeah. Uh, gear review, like you say, camping, paddling, hiking. Yeah, covers links, the whole game. And links to other resources. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, they, and they have some pretty interesting articles on there as well. Uh, and articles, if you want, go to Adventure Journal. You found that one and turned me on to that one. Mm-hmm. AdventureJournal.com. I like that one. And I get the, uh, I, I, I signed up for the, uh, the magazine and it's, uh, it's a very nice magazine. It's, it's well done. It's a, it's a, it's a glossy, very high end photo journal type thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, the quality is like amazing. And there's, there, there's. Very minimal, minimal, minimal uh, advertising. If there's any at all, there must be some in it. But yeah, it's it's not in your face advertising. But it's uh, yeah, Adventure Journal. It's a really good magazine, high quality, like a coffee table book. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a really nice because mm-hmm. you brought your first one in yeah. here, and uh, we're taking a peek at that. Uh, Paddling dot com. There's a lot of stuff. Yes. On that page. Yes, absolutely. Uh, there's, there's like so many times I'm clicking stuff and I end up on paddling.com. I mean, we're talking articles, we're talking links on everything paddling related. Um, yeah, you, you got, if, if you're going to hit one website, mm-hmm. check out paddling.com. Yeah. A lot of stuff on there. It's very thorough. Very thorough. Uh, and Instagram, that's another one I like to use. I mean, there's hundreds of paddling related accounts. And, and I mean, that's, that's exactly it. It's like all people, it's companies, athletes, regular folks, you know, just this is what I did on my summer vacation sort of, sort of thing. 
And I mean, you get everybody paddling or posting everything under the sun, pictures and of this, that, the other thing, and half naked people, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> and what, whatever you follow, right? Yes. But there's a lot of paddling related stuff there. And I like Instagram because, I mean, like I said, there's destinations, there's gear, scenery, boats. Uh, but I like it because it's a good inspiration for paddling. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of people in Ontario I follow or just south of the border in the United States that I follow. Uh, there's people over in Australia and stuff that I follow and over in Europe. And they're all posting pictures of, oh, here's where I'm paddling and here's the... And you look at the gear they're using for where they are paddling exactly, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, and the from, from the photos, you can see the weather... You can see the bodies of water that they're paddling and all that sort of stuff. You know, are they in big groups and everything? And it just gets you thinking like, ooh, yeah. And then you start clicking on, you know, oh, this guy's in Denmark. Let's check out what's available in Denmark. Or this guy's down in Chile. What's available in Chile and stuff like that. Just by looking at the pictures on Instagram, it really gets you you moving on the stuff, different different stuff that's out there. And that's, that's why I like Instagram. I mean, yeah. And it's very visual, right? It's very oh, visually. Huge. And, and that's what brings me back all the time to all the Instagrammers that I follow. It's the Insta love, right? It's uh, the, uh, that instant love of the photography that people are sharing and personal or, or professional or whatever. So it's, yeah. 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 And, and that's the thing is there is professional, there's some pretty professional stuff. Oh yeah. That you can Absolutely. come across. You yeah. can definitely come across. And I mean, I use Instagram for so many, I mean, I'm big into the photography and stuff like that as well. I'm, I'm big into the recording and the music stuff. So, uh, you know, I'm looking at all that stuff as well, but I mean, I've got a separate one that, well, I mean, I have my personal one as with all my social media, I've got my personal sites and I've got the paddling adventures radio stuff. So, you know, you try to keep it separate, but it all ends up meshing together. Yeah. And you're starting to look at stuff and the cross stuff and it, you, you just start looking and some of the stuff that just comes, comes across in the photos mm-hmm. and, and this, you know, yeah, there's some pretty professional looking photos. That, and that's what really draws you because yeah. when you see some really cool photos, you're like, okay, I got to check that out. And then you just. Hopefully in the in the descriptions and the hashtags, yeah, there's, yeah. All, there's at least saying, oh, this was yeah. wherever and and that sort of stuff, right? And uh, yeah, that's why I really like Instagram. Uh, Twitter, I don't use as much. We do have a Twitter account. I have my personal Twitter account yeah. and stuff like that. I have my Raging River Studios Twitter account. But Twitter's not something that is always at the forefront of my brain. And it should, because it... When I started using it, I got into it for the news aspect of stuff. And that's what I use it for too, for the because news Twitter, aspect. Because Twitter, there's sort of two sides of Twitter when I first started. Uh, there was the, oh, look, here's my lunch. Yeah. Oh, look, oh, there's yeah. my shoe. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't need to know all that. But then it was like, oh, Canon Canada has a Twitter site. Mm-hmm. And they're telling you about all the newest gear that's coming out or, you know, photo, uh, outdoor photographer has a site and is telling you different techniques to use. So I, that's what I was looking at is all that sort of stuff. I was using it. I, I was more, I guess it's a, uh, a troll than, a um, adding to it. You know, well, I don't think you were a troll. The trolls that are on there are the yeah, yeah, trolls that trolls pile on. A, You're thinking you're a lurker, a lurker. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Trolls used to be people. Unfortunately, that, yeah. yeah, there's a wait, and and 
unfortunately, I think that might be the death of Twitter is is all the trolls that get on there just to hammer off all the bots. Yeah. And they're just there to just to harass and tick people off. And it's like, it's come on, yeah. be pretty, present something productive, add to the conversation or go away. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a large part of why I don't use Twitter as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Paddling Ventures Radio, we have a Twitter account, but we don't use it near as much as we yeah. realistically should. But um, Facebook, I between my personal page and Paddling Adventures Radio page, tons of people. I think my personal one, I've got over five hundred people. One of the heavily used, most heavily yeah. used media platforms out there. It's yeah, and it, it's uh, you really have to pick and choose what you listen to and what you read, but. Uh, for the most part, there's like the the full spectrum of every anything you want to possibly read or learn or whatever is on there. But you really have to weigh what you come across because you know there's there's people giving bad advice for whatever you're interested in. There's people that give good advice. There's people that are just there to 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 cause trouble, right? So yeah, it's it's one of those things you have to pick and choose what you listen to. But what's good about Facebook is some of the message boards. So some of the the community message boards is, you know, like backcountry camping and Ontario backcountry yeah. camping or, or whatever. So there's a lot of good resources. A lot of there. the groups. Yeah. yeah. And if you have a good moderator, it keeps the conversation clean and it keeps the topics on topic. So it's, it's so that's another good thing too, but you, you really, it's, it's gotta be a lot of work. I, I'm, I've, I, I avoid being I a moderator. I do it. Yeah. yeah. It's so much yeah. work because there's so many people out there with, with weird opinions or people that are just trying to stir up stuff and I'm I'm a moderator on a uh, a regular um, forum yeah and yeah even that I mean between what everything I do is it's I get on there as much as I can to, yeah to you know try to keep up with stuff and it's like it's soul crushing though yeah it's like oh I can't do this yeah but I mean between my personal page and Facebook and uh, Paddling Adventures Radio. I've got about 1,500 followers. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. There's about 1,500 people that I'm uh, between the two of them. And it's, yeah. So, I mean, and yeah, and, and there's days where you don't hear from anybody and you're like, okay. Yeah. And there's other days where it's like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> it's like, bing, 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 bing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Facebook just went nuts and I'm not sure what happened. Yeah. But, but there's a, yeah, if you get into the groups and stuff like that on Facebook, um, there's some pretty cool stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of garbage on it too. Unfortunately, and, you know, like yeah. the fake news stuff and that, yeah. but there's, uh, a lot of the companies out there, like the canoe, kayak, rafting, stand up paddleboard companies, all the gear companies, they'll post stuff. So you can see, oh yeah. Oh, look at that piece of gear that somebody's using or, oh, look, Kelly, Kelly, uh, Kelly kettle. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, that yeah. looks a pretty good setup, that sort of thing. Right. So it's good to see all that sort of thing and, uh, keep on, keep on Facebook that way. And there's people that is, is great to talk to people yeah. on Facebook with the mm-hmm. messenger and stuff yep. that aren't, you know, like people you talk to regular texting or anything like that, or emails, you get people, Oh, Hey, my name is such and such from Argentina. And I've been listening to your podcast and that sort of thing. That's pretty cool. You Mm -hmm. know, you have a quick little chat. For people to reach out. Yeah. And it's one of the easiest platforms to reach out on. Yeah. So, and it's, and it's, I don't know, it's really nice to hear from people. So yeah. So it's a good communication platform. And you know what? Like at the beginning, I really wanted to keep my personal Facebook and my, and Paddling Adventures Radio Facebook separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
but I found that there, yeah, there's a lot of people that are, you know, a lot of, all of a sudden I'll get a bunch of people with paddling adventures radio. And then the next day I'm getting a bunch of people from to my personal page. So, you know, what? they've sort of become one and the same. Yes. Just people know that the stuff I yeah. post on my own personal page is, yeah. is not always paddle related. And some of it's kind of goofy yeah. and weird. Cause apparently I'm the king of the weirdos or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's may not be your total taste of stuff, but yeah, you know what? That's my personal page. So, mm-hmm. but I've never had any complaints about it. Or yeah. Anything like that. Yeah. And, but I, I do talk about paddling and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. I'll repost some, uh, like I'll post stuff on my personal page and then I'll share it to Paddling Adventures radio page, stuff yeah. like that. And yeah, there, there are people that have followed my personal page that I will share their stuff on mm-hmm. Paddling Adventures radio page. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's like, well, no, none of my friends are going to really care about this, but I know there's listeners on Paddling Adventures radio that would really mm-hmm. find this interesting. So I'll, I'll do that as well. Siobhan doesn't like it so much that the people, because she's like, you know, I'd be talking to her about people that are following me on Facebook and stuff yeah. like that. She's like, why are these strangers following you? I said, because of the podcast. She goes, why don't they follow the podcast page? It's like, I don't know. Yeah. Cause we're all one in the <laughs> yeah. same. We're a big old happy family. Yeah. As long as they're following you. Mm-hmm. But it does, it does, it does not worry you outside though. your house yes, in the exactly, morning. Right? You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For anybody that wants to be hanging outside my house, you know what? <laughs> Show up with coffees. <laughs> yeah. No, that's when we, we got to you're going to be texting me, dude, I got a stalker. Yes, a real exactly. real stalker. I got my own stalker. <laughs> Hang on. I'll take a picture. <laughs> that's a selfie of me with the stalker. <laughs> We've met the big leagues now. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, you know what? Like I, like I say, there's a lot of people that they oh, well, this is, this is the guy from Paddling Adventures yeah, Radio. Yeah. And, and I mean, I've gone to the point where now I've changed it to Sean Rowley and then like little, little hyphen pad rad or pad ad V rad. Yeah, yeah. Paddling Adventures Radio sort of thing, like that sort of thing. So there comes a point where, yeah, it's just not separate anymore. I know. So between know. the two, like I say, 1500 people following, which is mm-hmm. cool. Uh, and YouTube, YouTube is huge. We've got to do more on YouTube. I fought, I've watched so much stuff on YouTube, man. It's, there are so many people out there now doing triple. I mean, it's great to be on a forum and you know, you're, you're seeing photos and you're reading trip logs and stuff like that. That's really cool. But when you get onto YouTube, you're not just looking at a photo. You're not just reading somebody's yeah. canoe trip. You're actually seeing them on the canoe trip. Mm-hmm. You know, and somebody's, oh yeah, you know, I stayed at this one campsite and it had this really cool fire pit. No, you're actually seeing somebody yeah. go, okay, so hey, look at this, this fire campsite, pit. look at this fire pit <laughs> sort of thing, yeah. which is, it adds a whole new dimension exactly. to it. And that's, that's why I like YouTube. And you're living vicariously through yeah. that. And I mean, the only problem is when you start subscribing to yeah, all these different, you get these little black dots next to, when you sign into the page, right? Yeah. There's all these little <laughs> black dots and all of a sudden like, oh, look, 40 people have new videos up. <laughs> uh, like, I can't watch 40. <laughs> when do I have time to watch 40 yeah. new videos? Okay. Well, that one's 30 seconds. That one's two minutes. Yeah. Oh, look at that. That's an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only problem with YouTube is, is yeah. Some people post long ones and, and then they're posting every day or something. 
but it is pretty cool stuff. So you, you've got to yeah. go through and weed your way through it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're talking paddling gear, paddling techniques, paddling destinations. Yeah, you name it. It's all Athletes there. are putting their stuff, and races, competition, and people getting kayaks going over massive waterfalls. You name it, it is on YouTube. And if people are visual learners, it's the perfect place to go to. to if you're looking for, it's like, hey, how's this done? Or how's that done? Oh, or big time. How's this paddle stroke look? You know what I mean? It's yeah. so, it's it's good that way. It is big time. So um, those are the ones I generally use. I don't know if there's any extras that you use other than those, but those are the main. Yeah, that's about all I use. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, I'm a chronic clicker. Yeah. <laughs> um, just call me CC, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I, when I follow something, I'll, I'll see like, like on you, uh, sorry, paddling.com. I'm going to talk about this a little bit later. I was watching some, uh, I shall be talking about this next, not later. I, I was, I was watching a video and reading an article and at the bottom there was a little tag that talked about a couple other video. Oh, click. Which led to click, which led to click, which led to click, which led to, <laughs> why, how'd I get here? Oh yeah, I was watching this, about this yeah. guy and his dog, right? And it's like, yeah. I'm on the wrong side and, of the internet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Nuke your friends and neighbors for profit. <laughs> how did I get here? <laughs> so, yeah. So those are the, uh, the online paddling resources that I tend to use. Yeah. Um, and I use the same ones. And like I say, I mean, when you start following links, all of a sudden you'll come into something that you're just like, wow. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's exactly the chronic clicking is how I found the crotch pot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it yeah. just click, click, click. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, what's a crotch pot? Is that episode 76? Uh, oh, I think it was made episode <laughs> two. <laughs> Somewhere way back then. That was almost four years ago now. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's why I ended up on that. And then it's like, ooh, okay, people need to know about the crotch pot. <laughs> and people need to know about the 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 rafting tour down the rapids through the valleys of Japan and stuff like that. And that's exactly how I get yes. to them, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, so uh, yeah, check those out. Uh, what were they? Gearjunkie.com, adventurejournal.com, paddling.com. And of course, the old favorites, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. So as I was saying, I was on paddling.com and I was watching a video. So there's a lot of people out there with dogs, right? Canoe dogs. Mm-hmm. There's even some people out there with canoe cats, you know. <laughs> uh, I noticed the Sontags, the Sontags the were winter camping. <laughs> well, the cat was sick. Yeah. And so they couldn't leave it at home. You know what's cool about that though? The fact that it's a Siamese cat. They brought it winter camping and they had a little... Little sweater. Sweater and everything for like it. Like the proper camping sweater. This is our cat. He's not feeling well. His name is Bruce. <laughs> I know. I love that. It's like, name. Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> ah, it's Joss. Oh, hello, Bruce. Hello, Bruce. Hello, Bruce. I don't know your name, but I'm going to call you Bruce. For all the Monty Python fans out there, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, there's some canoe cats out there. We've seen people with cats on their things. So I was following these links. I came across this video of a fella named Sergei Basoli. I hope I could pronounce okay. his name right. Sergei was paddling across the Mediterranean Sea in his kayak when he made a stop in Sardinia. He found a stray dog that had been abandoned and looked like it wasn't doing too well. So he scooped up the little fella, took him to the vet. The vet checked him over, said he was okie dokie physically. And next thing you know, Sergei's got himself a new paddling partner. Now, Sergei's <laughs> paddling the Mediterranean Sea in a kayak. 
not a canoe, a yeah. kayak. Yeah. So now you got this little, oh, you picture like a little Jack Russell or something like that, sized dog, a little Shih Tzu or whatever you want to call him, a little, little dog. What are you going to do with him? Well, first you're going to name him Nirvana. You're going to give him a name, Nirvana, Yeah. right? And you make some adjustments to your, ki- your kayak, including a little shelter on the back so that he can lay behind you yeah. on the, I guess it would be on the, the cover. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, the co- the, not yeah. the cockpit, like behind the cockpit, there's the cockpit, there's the- uh, The rear deck. The Yeah, with the covers on it to yeah. for your storage, right? Yeah. So he's like, he's, plus he's got other stuff yeah. there, but dog lays on top of that and he's got a couple sticks going up and cloth to cover, to, to block the sun. So it gives the dog to, a place to- Shelter. Lay out yeah. of the sun and stuff like that, out of the wind, out of the rain, whatever, right? <laughs> cool. And the dog seemed to have no problems walking along the kayak. There's one, uh, we'll post a, a picture of the little video on our Facebook page and probably our uh, website. But the dog actually at one point stands up, puts his front feet on Sir Guy's shoulder while they're out on the water, climbs over and then along the front of the canoe or the kayak where he'll stand and he'll watch what's going on, right? If they're paddling close to rocks, then the dog will jump onto the rocks and climb, run along the shore. And then there's parts where Sir Guy would go close to the rocks again. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, Nirvana jumps from these rocks, boom, right on the yeah. front of the kayak. Like, I'm thinking that maybe Nirvana had some kayak experience before <laughs> In a this. previous lifetime. In a previous yeah. lifetime. <laughs> uh there's little bits, little clips of, of, of Nirvana laying on the front of the kayak while they're paddling, right? Out in the Mediterranean. He bought a small little dog windbreaker jacket because <laughs> apparently he's protecting him from the wind and stuff as well, right? And um, yeah, he says, you know what? Taking this trip was probably one of the best things he's ever decided to do because he ends up with this little buddy. You never know what's going to happen when you go mm-hmm. on, a, on a trip like this. So I'm starting to think about this and I'm thinking, what kind of animal encounters have you had while paddling? Oh, yes. I mean, that's a bit different. I mean, you find a dog out in the middle of, because I've heard like grease and all that. There's a lot of. Wild dogs. Wild, well, not wild dogs, but abandoned dogs yeah. and, and strays and stuff like that. Uh, I know a couple of people that have been down in the islands in the Caribbean and stuff like that. And they've come back home with stray dogs. No. Oh. Uh, one of my friends, there's an island apparently down there somewhere that's all stray dogs. Hmm. And it's like, yeah, you want a dog? Head out to the island. <laughs> yeah. Bring back 10 yeah, or 20, right? Exactly. Uh, you start watching the, the videos on YouTube and stuff like that. And of course we've seen the whales, you know, all types coming up under kayaks, uh, breaching and splashing and almost swamping the kayaks and stuff like that. Swimming alongside of paddlers. Uh, and, uh, um, the one I saw, oh, the, uh, the killer whale nibbling on the paddle boarder's paddle. Oh yeah. Remember that? Yeah. That was, yeah. So he's paddling along and all of a sudden there's this killer whale there and he's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So, I mean, everybody's seen the whale stuff, birds, you know, they're always around. You see the loons and you see yeah. the ducks and stuff, seagulls and whatnot. And I know down uh, Lake Ontario here where I go, just 
in the mouth up a little bit. Well, there's always swans and ducks and stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. But there's also in the water in one of the bays is a big square floating thing, but there's terns in there. That's oh, their nesting yeah. area. Oh. And if you get too close, well, then all of a sudden you become dive bomb practice, <laughs> right? They come, they come at you. So there's all that sort of stuff. Birds can be so aggressive. Oh, big time. I've, I've even, uh, McCraney Lake. Yeah. The gulls. They yeah. went after me one day. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Apparently. And I don't, I don't even know why. I wasn't close to anything. Yeah. And they just, I guess they just had a hate on that yeah. day and they, they went after me. Well, they're usually protecting a nest or something, right? Well, that's why I say I wasn't nest. close to anything. Yeah. That's why I was wondering, like, why are you coming way mm-hmm. out here to attack? Sort of thing. Yeah, a bubble wrap uh, gull. Maybe. You're within a kilometer of my nest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Baby moose, uh, Mike Ranta. He saw that baby moose. Oh, yes, he saved the baby moose. Yeah, he saved that baby moose and uh, threw it up on, uh, well, he didn't throw it up on shore, but got it safely to the shore. Yeah, he saved it from the currents. He was getting getting wrapped. He was getting- uh, Into the uh, logs and stuff. Into the logs and stuff, Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. Alligators have been known to harass paddlers. <laughs> oh, you know? did, did I send you that video? It was the guy who had an alligator on both sides of him. He was like poking in them. Oh yeah, he was taking turns poking them in the nose and the trying to get them away. Paddle. Yeah, and he was in a kayak. A he had a kayak paddle. He's like poking one, poke the other, poking to get away from me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, otters in Florida in 2018, a group of kayakers were attacked by a possible rabid otter oh wow some of them went to hospital with bites and scratches wow uh some observers later said they had seen an otter fighting an alligator (laughs) (laughs) that's a crazy little otter (laughs) yeah so that's why they're sort of thinking maybe there was some rabies going on exactly (laughs) uh there was a little little uh part in the article i was reading if the alligator ended up killing the otter, it'd be the first time an alligator saved people. Because <laughs> usually they're not saving the people. Yeah, exactly. They're eating right? the people. Yeah. Uh, bears, I mean, I've seen bears on shorelines. I've seen uh, evidence of the Mont, like close evidence of the Mont Portages. Um, yeah, bear poo does steam uh, in the winter. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, or in, in spring and, and fall. Uh, I've seen them on campsites, that sort of stuff. Wolves, I've had a really cool experience with a, with a wolf on a portage. Nice black wolf. Um, we stared at each other for <laughs> probably about 30 minutes or 30 seconds or yeah. so. And, you know, I just like, oh man. Who's going to blink first? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was an awesome yeah. experience. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that. I've met, well, dogs. We yeah. had our big dog incident. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the wolf with the Great Dane. Yeah, why is that? Uh, why is that wolf Look, it's a, a wolf bell. and he's got a bell on his neck What's and he's going on with here? a Great Dane. What's going on? Oh, it's a husky. Oh, I'm so confused. Yes. Three in the morning, I don't need this. <laughs> uh, dogs. Uh, a couple of snake issues, which I'm not going to get into. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't like snakes. Yeah, yeah, because something might get broken. Yeah. Um, the kids love else? snakes. They love it when we find snakes. Well, you, there was those snakes on our uh, site on Bice when you guys showed yeah, up, yeah. warming themselves next mm-hmm. to my stove. <laughs> yeah. oh, guess we're not eating. <laughs> I'm going to make dinner, but there was a snake <laughs> wrapped around my stove because it was warm. 
I've never really had a bad incident. Like there's, there was a couple scares. Like I think I was the last episode I told about whatever. I, we still don't know what animal is. Like, the giant frog. Well, there was the frog. The but then, killer frog. Yeah. But then the same night was whatever creature walks through and walked through the shore. We, I've seen quite a few bears on camping trips. Like when I lived out in British Columbia. Yeah. Um, but it's here. I've, I don't think I've ever had a negative experience. I've had moose come through this site. Yeah. I've had moose go along the back of my site. Uh, well, we talked about last, last, last episode where we talking, John Berger was talking about the things that go bump in the night, the fisher screaming yep. in the back. Oh, that was, oh. yeah. Yeah. You've been listening to them, yeah, haven't you? That's a yeah. bad scream. Yeah. Picture that in the middle like of the night when you're sitting murdered. quietly around a fire. I know. Yeah. Excuse me. Oh, that's a fisher. I will not go change my pants. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a yeah, nasty scream. I've never, I can't think I've ever had a bad experience with an animal in the backcountry. I've had a, we turned her back for a few seconds and a, suddenly there's a raccoon digging at our food. Oh, yeah. But that's, wasn't really a bad experience. It's just like a little bugger. Like I can't turn your back for a second. I had three massive raccoons on my picnic table and they wouldn't back off while I was trying to cook. So I ended up having oh, well. to bonk them with a, <laughs> with a paddle to get, get them away. to leave. Yeah. That's the one thing. When Very raccoons, brave. when they are that bold. They've been habituated. People are feeding them snacks. That's when, that's when, if they don't have a healthy fear of you. That's wrong. That's, that's a problem. Yeah. That is a big problem. Uh, I mean, like, like you say, a bear is going to come up to you. He doesn't care. But when something small (laughs) like that. Yeah. Doesn't care either. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a big problem. Um, Snakes, bugs, frogs, moose, bears, wolves. What else? Are birds? Leech. Le- le- leeches aren't animals. No, but yeah, you come they across them. They don't care. Them. They don't care. <laughs> They're just going to latch on and suck you till you're yeah. dead. Yeah. <laughs> All that blood gone. <laughs> Feeling kind of faint. Um. Yeah. So those are. I mean, we've never. I've never had to deal with like badgers or no. <laughs> anything like wolverines, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had oh a deer. Uh, we've had elk come through our sites when oh, we yeah. camped in the Rockies, big nice. horn sheep. Uh, we had the grizzlies, of course, going through the campgrounds. Oh, wow. Out, out, uh, yeah, out Jasper and Banff I've and never seen like a that. grizzly. Um, they used to be the people would yell back, well, this is back in the 70s, uh, bear in the campground, <laughs> and people would just like scatter, jumping into the cars or the trailers. <laughs> or yeah. And yeah, you could sit there and look out your trailer window and whatever and see this big grizzly just walking down the road, just looking for food mm-hmm. or something, yeah. you know, no food out, no one left food out. So it was always <laughs> just kept on walking and you don't bother it and it doesn't bother you sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, I've never really had any, but there are, are a lot, when you start to think about it, a lot of animal encounters on a trip, mm-hmm. small animals, yeah. big animals. Well, we had the, I was on my, uh, Tomogamy trip and there was some rabbit just going nuts oh, yeah. on, on my campsite the one night. Just running back and forth and, okay, I don't know what's going on there, so. The most common thing I see is like mice crawling through the stones on a fire pit. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you are, what time of year, it's like. Looking for scraps. Yeah, little mice looking for scraps in the the rocks in the fire pit. Yeah, that's cool. That's Mm -hmm. cool. Uh, so yeah, if you have any animal adventures you want to let us know about. Yeah, share it with us. Send us a a message. Let -hmm. us know what animals that you've come across. Tell us your story. And if you've come across a, had a. A, uh, well, 
Wolverine or something come through your site? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to know about that. Yeah. That'd be cool. Not for us. <laughs> or, or for us, not yeah. for you. Yeah, maybe. that's so, for not for you. <laughs> anyway, let's take another quick break. Uh, we'll come back with uh, some other things that are going to be happening very soon because it's January. February is when everything starts, man. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Sean Rowley, and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So last thing I've got this week is events because it is spring coming up, believe it or not. It's always spring January. show season is approaching. Yeah, there's lots of things going on. Things you'll want to put on your calendar because February is the start of everything. Yeah. Start looking at your calendar, see what fits in, see what you can, we're going to, we're going to hit a few of these. Yeah. Uh, first one that. all of these. Well, I am hitting one, two, three, four, five of the six at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, 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 winter in the wild, yes. family day weekend here in Ontario, February yeah. 15th to 17th. And it is, uh, it's, it's incredible. The first time I went to it, it was like, it was popular, yeah. but now it's insane. Yeah. Like it's, there is no electrical sites left. There are a, a lot, like at least half of the non-electrical sites are, are booked. Like it's the population up there is huge. And so they, they have to put on extra staff. There's all kinds of extra stuff they put on because there's a huge turnout. Yep. Is that Mew Lake in Algonquin Park? Yeah. Uh, a little big winter camping weekend. If you want to see what winter camping is about. Yes. If you want to see all the different type of winter camping tents available. Even if you just come up for a day trip. Come up, maybe uh, maybe come up and, and try a, a winter camp trip. If you're into winter camping, come up and check it out. There's a lot of events and a lot of functions, a lot of stuff yep. they put on. There's a skating rink. They have, you know, there's... Uh, barbecue. There's barbecue. There's uh, there's uh, there's one campsite they set aside just for roasting marshmallows. They have yep. bags and bags and bags of marshmallows. And you walk by, roast a marshmallow, walk on. You know, there's nobody there handing them out. There's just bags of marshmallows waiting for people to eat them, right? Yeah, lots of stuff to do. Uh, anything winter related out there. Uh, hiking and yep. and all snowshoeing, all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a time to come and check it out. Like I say, the big thing is... is the, the camping tents, the winter camping tents. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of displays out. This is yeah. what, and people are very open with sharing within the community. Like the, this is how we set up this tent. This is how, yeah. how we like to arrange the stove. This is what we do to protect from burn throughs or for whatever, you know, people are more than willing to share. We get people come over to our tent every year. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, this will be my third year going, but uh, yeah, people come in. And, oh, let's see your. Can I? Can we take a peek? Yeah, come on in. Like, grab mm-hmm. a seat, check it out. Here's the yeah. stove, and here's how we set up stuff, and the whole <laughs> meal deal. So, Winter in the Wild at Mew Lake in Algonquin Park Family Day Weekend, February fifteenth to seventeenth. You'll want to check that out. While we are there, the the Family Day Monday is Paddling Adventures Radio's fourth anniversary. Yes. We'll be a whole four years old. <laughs> we is four. We is four now. That's pretty cool. Uh, the Toronto Outdoor Adventure Show, February 21st to 23rd at the Toronto International Centre. If you happen to be passing by the Adventures and Paddling stage on Saturday, February 22nd, say, I don't know, maybe 12.45 to 1.15, there's going to be this bearded fella up there giving a presentation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently I, I am going to be presenting at the Toronto Outdoor Adventure Show this year. Um, more details to follow on that. The Quiet Adventure Symposium on February 21st, uh, 29th. Have sorry, been the to 29th. Three years now? Three, one, two. Yeah, this will be our third mm-hmm. year. This will be our fourth. Fourth year. Oh, fourth year. Yeah. Wow. We went once just to see it. Or did we go twice? I think we went once to see it twice. No, we went twice to see it once. We uh, had a booth. This will be our second year as with a booth. Yeah, so this is our third year going. I think we went twice without having a booth. Did we go twice without a booth? I think so. We went once with, uh, with I went, Mike. Oh, we went once, once with Mike. Yeah. I went once by myself because I found the barbecue place. Yeah, yeah. And then last year we had a booth. And the barbecue place was closed. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so this, new will barbecue our, place. this will be our fourth year. Four for you, three for me. Yeah. Quiet Adventure Symposium. It was the Quiet Water Symposium, but they've yeah. changed the name to include more. Because they, they would have a few There's other people that weren't all Cyclists and hikings and, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Uh, there's a lot of, I think it's still mainly water-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Quiet Adventure Symposium, February 29th, Lansing, Michigan, at Michigan State University Pavilion, and that same bearded fella is going to be presenting there as well in the Betsy River Room at 3 p.m. on the Saturday. Yes. And this is a leap year too, so there's a, it's, there is an actual February 29th. Yes. The... Paddling Adventures Radio presents the Paddling Film Festival. How many years have, have we done that? One, two, three. This will be our fourth year Is doing this fourth? as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've done it once at. We did it at. Tap a Tankard. Tap a Tankard. And now yeah. we've done it. We've done it twice at Drums and Flats. Yeah. This will be the third year doing yeah. it at Drums and Flats. So Drums and Flats in Ajax, Ontario. Tickets, $15. We sell out the last couple of years. Yes. Um, so yeah, you'll definitely want to get your tickets. Uh, I'm going to put up the link there this week. The uh, tickets will be on Eventbrite and we'll post the link to Facebook and our website, stuff like that, all our social media. So yeah, you might want to buy your tickets beforehand as it sells out. Uh, 108 inch big screen TV. Oh, it's amazing. One, six of them, right? Six, yes. Six of them. Yeah. One, two, there is not a bad yeah. site, uh, seat in that. Yeah. It's incredible. Building. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be cool. And the last thing I got is Canucopia, March 13th to 15th, Madison, Wisconsin at the Alliant Energy Center. Now our foreign correspondent, John Van Berger, will be there with his booth of from the outdoor kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so check him out. I don't know if you're going, Derek. I can't, unfortunately, get there this year. I haven't decided yet or not. 
hit John up, stay on his, his couch for a change. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, so those are the events that are going on. Like I say, February, big time into March. Oh, what? Oh, 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 April. <laughs> you don't say. April, <laughs> the Backcountry Canoe Symposium. Oh, yes. Oh, why did I miss that on my list? Oh, I am such a bad person. The Ontario. Saturday, April 4th. Saturday, April 4th, the Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium. Uh, get your tickets now. They are on sale. They're already 60% sold mm-hmm. out last I checked. I just bought two tickets tonight. Dun, dun. Uh, that's, that's always a good time. Lots of good things. And our buddy, Scott Robinson, AKA He's, man camping yes. is going to be talking about Quetico, the trip he took to Quetico. Nice. And there's, uh, uh, John Babalik, I do believe is talking about fishing. Oh, okay. Uh, trout fishing in uh, his uh, skin on frame canoes mm-hmm. and that. So, so yeah, there's going to be a lot of good things. Um, check out Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium. Get your tickets now as they will be sold out. They sell out every single year. And I think and this is do. their ninth year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's been going on for yes. a while. So other than that, I don't think I have anything else. And neither do I. Well, that's just fantastic. (laughs) So if I reach over here and just grab this little piece of paper that I have sitting here, I can tell you, if you want to find out more about (laughs) us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and some of our YouTube stuff on our YouTube channel. You can download or listen to us live or stream us, I guess, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. If you go to the episode page on paddlingadventuresradio.com, you can click the little episodes tab at the top and then you can download or stream all our episodes from there. Uh, that's about it. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Spest. We'll see you next time.